0: Welcome Welcome to We, WE,
1: women encouragers and wellness enthusiasts. My name is Kelsey. And my name is Morgan, both nutritionists leading busy lives just trying to balance it all.
0: Here we will be sharing the stories of inspiring women in our Oregon communities.
1: How do you balance wellness, work, health, and relationships and all the little things we do in between? Come listen in
0: on the conversations
1: while we chat about all of these and more. Much, much more. Okay, guys, today we are seeing my friend Kaylin on, and I'm so excited. She's a holistic health and mind mindset practitioner. She's a badass mom of five kids, and it's super obvious on her Facebook and Instagram. And she's an essential oil expert. And she, there's a funny story. Before I introduce her, before she comes on, I want to kind of shout out how we met. So I was a kombucha demoer, or brand ambassador, brand and- ambassador. I was at Natural Grocers. Kelsey and I actually did this together. Yeah, we did. And I was at Natural Grocers, you know, demoing, and Kaylin uh, comes up, and we just start talking about nutrition and health, and then we shared Instagrams, and that's how we became friends. <laughs> so, anyways, hi, Kaylin. Hey.
0: We're so excited for you to be on today. I know I am. I we have so many questions for you, so. Um, Before we get into all the things, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Wow, a little bit about myself. (laughs) Um, Well, the outward
2: obvious is that I have five children that you will see me chasing down while pursuing and chasing my dreams. I believe um, that I can be this present over just like filled with love to my kids type of a mother while keeping who I am and my existence in this world intact. So you will see me embodying both of them. Sometimes you'll see me with wearing a baby and nursing while talking and then you'll see me owning it as a boss babe that I am. So that kind of sums up. Obviously the other little things are I'm all about health and nutrition and you know your mindset And, um, gosh, I love plants, you know, essential oils, exploring things. I am a seven on the Enneagram with some awesome wings of an eight and a three, you know, I don't feel like I fit the specific criteria of how the Enneagram goes. So I love adventure and see practically everything in life as that sometimes to a fault. So I have to kind of root myself and ground down
1: sometimes. Yeah. So Okay. I know a little bit about you. And um, I guess this question came up. Have you always been the way that you are today? You know, like you said, adventure, because you literally exude that. And I feel like that and nutrition is like, how you and I just got so close automatically, just like became friends just instantly. Um, were you always like that? Or what shaped you to become like that? Yeah, I literally think I came out of the
2: womb like that. Even when I think back about scenarios in high school that went down where it was like I'm the one that let off a smoke bomb in the the bathroom at in high school and the whole school had to be evacuated cuz they thought there was a fire and no one would ever think I would do that so I just slowly walk out with everybody and they're all assessing the situation and we're all just laughing you know it's like this sense of like how can we make things more lighter funner or more enjoyable you know so that was me in (laughs) high school
1: that's (laughs) awesome did you actually do that
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's just one of the things that I'll publicly say that I've done no one ever got hurt there's no drugs or alcohol involved there was always just fun but it was crossing some lines probably (laughs) oh
0: my gosh that's awesome
1: I did not know that that's sweet that really shows like your badass side you're
0: like (laughs) what people think Oh my gosh,
1: that's so funny.
0: And have you always been so positive? Like, I feel like you, I guess it's kind of the same question, but just your mindset is so positive and so empowering. Like, I feel like you are so, have that mindset of like, I can do anything and everything and you're not going to give up. And have you always been like that? Um, I would say
2: yes. And I think what deepens that is conflict and things not going my way you know so I've always been like that and I think that as I've wanted these very distinct things and I've been more purposeful with the way that I want to live my life means that I'm going to have things come at me that are either going to knock me down and keep me from pursuing what I want or I have to up level and create an even greater growth mindset in order to achieve whatever it is I want, to homeschooling my kids in the way that I want to, to the way that we eat, the time, you know, the prep, to us looking for land to build a house, you know, all of that, it just stretches into every area of my life.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say, um, just talking about mindset too, um, your mindset, you're just a go-getter, and I mean, we just ask that like were you always but it's it's really cool to see too in like the last years you literally just like go towards whatever you want like in the past uh like you've said you've lived out of a bus with four of your kids right that's what it was three of them three of them and how long did you live out of a bus I believe it was about two years
0: we were living that adventure yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I know nothing about this. Did you guys like, can you explain a little more about that? Because Morgan told me it was like so cool on the inside. And I'm like, so intrigued about that whole situation.
2: Yeah, um, you know, so I got the quick short little backstory. I got married really young, because I wanted to travel the world and have sex with the same person all over the world and not come home with an STD or a pregnancy. So I got married young, we were going to travel, and then it was like this fluke, like got pregnant. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. So we've tried to do things that create adventure and spontaneity while having kids. And especially I had kids so young that you got to get creative. You know, and my husband is someone that really supports a lot of my my visions because I am the visionary of things. And he is like, yes, let's do this. And he can build anything. So let's move into a bus and live very intentional and purposeful. And my husband gets to be present for most of his kids' life during that time. Like he only worked about four to eight days out of the month. Wow. He was home. And that was an experience that I don't think most men get. And I think he got this sense of like bonding with his kids. And I think a tremendous, um, insight to the life of a mom like what all the hats that we carry you know mm-hmm. and so and we're in the Portland area so being able to like let's just go here today let's go there and just be able to explore it was one of as we still say one of the best experiences that has created and defined how we live today because of that that's
0: amazing
1: I think that actually takes us into our topic today so perfectly just like spontaneous mindset best experiences that happen like you said again spontaneous unexpected um but then just looking back on it and it's so positive and how you shape your life right now based on that mindset that you've like kind of grown in a way Mm -hmm. um and I kind of want to highlight because so today I guess um our topics are like just everything like how to create a healthy, good, positive, like, this is life, I'm going to run with it. But like, I'm going the way that I want to go kind of mindset thing that you do so well. And we want to share like, I want to hear all your tips and like habits and practices yeah. on how you get that mindset and how we can kind of all get the mindset in no matter what's happening. um. So what would you say like, are maybe like your top five things or whatever that have like helped you create that mindset and do still help you, I guess, create that mindset?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think the beginning thing is allowing yourself to feel everything. A, A positive outlook does not mean you don't feel angry, disappointed, sad, bitter, depressed in those moments. And I think that A lot of the time in this day and age, it's this forced message. It's like, no, be optimistic, be happy. You don't need to feel sad. It's like, no, like I tell my kids when they're in the midst of whatever they're feeling. And my my daughter, who's about to be a teenager, I'll be like, I want you to feel everything. And she'll be like bummed out about a friend. And I'm like, feel the sadness, feel the the disappointment, the rejection. Because all those key things are really what we're feeling in the midst of a lot of stuff that we feel then once we feel that, I think we can pull in from a place of higher consciousness, this positivity, this gratitude, because coming from a place of abundance, or I believe a persona steps in. And that's just like one of those little people that I think, you know, are inside of us. Mm-hmm. That it's like, no, no, we got to feel happy because we got to be happy. Put on your happy face. And then we're shoving down all these other feelings. And then time, I think by shoving all that stuff down, you become sick you do become more long-term depressed and all these other health issues or you look at these dysfunctional habits we have in relationships, friendships, whatever it is. So I think for one, feeling what you need to feel in the moment and being honest with yourself like, oh my God, I feel really fat and unhealthy and gross in whatever in this outfit right now, but I shouldn't be. But I just need to feel what I need to feel and I need to come to a place of self-love and compassion then pick yourself up from there. If that kind of makes sense.
1: Oh, I totally agree. I like how you brought like the longevity part of it too. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of us, like you said, like put on the happy face, we'll deal with it later type thing. And me myself too, like I need to practice this too, is just being like in the moment, feeling what I'm feeling and not dealing with it later, dealing with it now. Because it also, like you said, it's mindfulness part um And I feel like, too, not only that, but it'll help us get to know ourselves better. And Mm. that is huge in the long run, because knowing ourselves more can shape everything else around us. Right.
0: No, I think that's good, too. And I know for myself, I tend to have more of like the I'm always worrying about something and half the time those things don't even happen. And like just worrying about things that I even shouldn't. And so I think that's good too. like something I've already picked up from you is that you live life very much. So in the present and not looking too far forward or backwards and just like focusing on what's happening at that time. And I think that's something, a lesson we all could probably learn a little better. feel like a lot of peace comes with that as well yes absolutely yeah well I would say that
2: like to kind of reel it up here I am someone actually that I have to remind myself to be in the now because as a visionary you live for the future the next thing Mm -hmm. so I have to remind myself, wait, wait, stop and just be still and be present in this moment because I'm not guaranteed this future visionary plan that I have, but I am guaranteed right now the second that I have and look around and find beauty and gratitude in the midst of me doing this podcast right now and a baby who's been on my nipple the whole entire time. (laughs) Like, I actually get to talk with you guys in this experience or I can be like, I don't even get a break from this kid and motherhood and da, 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 you know?
1: So it's like... Finding the beauty in all of it you know amazing how have you shaped your mind to that like is that just like a constant everyday like for me I would say that would be a constant everyday like sit in the now sit in the now sit in the now type of thing but like have you learned kind of ways or was it just a constant practice to like get to the kind of nowness that you are I guess is what I'm saying well
2: I think the greatest form of learning that was this baby that's on my lap that came after my husband's vasectomy and he was the fifth child. So that definitely, like, I was either going to, like, kind of Mm -hmm. wilt to the reality Mm -hmm. of what my future was with just five kids and my business was taking off and then going back into, like, this high maintenance of motherhood of pregnancy and... And, you know, um, you know, the postpartum stage, you know, or it's like, I'm going to have to take this as the greatest gift and run with it and empower and encourage other women. Cause it doesn't mean it's just the number of kids, the fifth, someone can feel this way with three kids or two kids or the first kid, you know, it's so again, practicing self compassion and grieving, grieving the fact that I'm not getting what I want. And there's nothing wrong with grieving, not getting what you want, so that your mindset can be something even more beautiful, because you're surrendering to what is, knowing that whatever your source of creator, the divine is, has a better plan in motion. As long as you're taking your shovel and you're dig- you're digging your way with them, you
0: know that the greater plan and purpose. Absolutely, I think that's great a great point that you kind of bring up because I know I'm kind of at that stage where like I could have kids or I don't know. And I'm kind of at the stage where I'm like, I have all these things I want to do, but like, you know, if I have kids right now, it's going to mess everything up, you know, and it's I'm not going to achieve those. And I think you're a good representation that you still can achieve the things you want to do, even if you have kids or even if, you know, you have an extra kid you weren't planning on having and all things, you know, like things can still work out for you. So I guess with that, maybe we could switch a little bit about holistic health kind of going into that. So you, um, tell us a little bit about like your professional background and your, how you got involved with health, I guess, on that level.
2: Well, I think my, my big, like, aha moment was when I found out very early on that I was pregnant with my first child and just the like, oh my gosh, I am growing heart, lungs, a brain, all inside my body. And what am I fueling my body with? And literally I switched and I never went back from like your organic, um, you know, eating, only organic food to the water that I'm drinking, my, my conscious awareness of like plastic to beauty products to, I mean, my nail polish, literally everything was completely transformed in that moment. And obviously that was like your foundation. And then you just grow from there. And it's funny because literally, you know, almost 13 years ago when I was pregnant with my first child, I had to go to, I didn't have an, a media phone. I don't even know if Instagram even existed. I didn't even use Facebook. So like I'd have to go to the library and look in the card catalog to get books on like natural health or natural lifestyle. And the mother earth like magazine, that's what I used to educate myself on stuff. Cause I desired it, I wanted it. And now it's obviously so much more mainstream and accessible. So I think when you have to try and search it out that hard, it becomes even more of an imprint of, like, I want this for my life and my children.
1: Yeah, because you've spent a lot of time. So you're, like, basically, yeah, making everything in your life what you're wanting. And that's good. I feel like you bring up a good point. When you want to do something, surround yourself with it. Read about it. Change things about it, like, and for it. And I think, like... That's like the summary of what you're saying. I think um, that's so good is like you got to change. You can't just, if you want something kind of at the same point, you can't just sit around and want it. If you want something, go for it. Get it. Involve yourself in it. Yes. Aww.
0: (laughs) So I guess I want to ask. So you kind of are super holistic in pretty much every aspect of life, it sounds like. And if one of our listeners wants to get started down that path of kind of, because I feel like you live in an, an, almost your whole environment is just natural and pure as it gets. And I love that. It's very organic, boho, like (laughs) peaceful. Absolutely. And that's like my goal is to get there one day, but we're taking steps at a time, right? And so (laughs) I think that, what would you say to someone that wants to you know like kind of make those switches in their home what are the first things that you would say starting you know any of that like starting with the home or maybe it is beauty products or all those things where would you start yeah
2: I would start with like what are the things that you use on a regular basis that are a no compromise staple product and I bet you for not most women, but I'd say a good portion would be like some form of beauty product, you know, so I'm a huge advocate of like beauty counter and Jane Iredale, you know, that's a great, and then it's like, okay, so, you know, whatever your environment is, if you work in an office and you work near a printer, can you have for essential oils, a roller bottle on you that you're putting on your chest for your respiratory support while you're in your car and you do a lot of commuting, can you have a car diffuser? So it's like, what is your, What's your daily lifestyle? This is what I do when I meet with people and talk about essential oils. I'm like, tell me just what your normal flow is and what your lifestyle is, and I can adapt a plan for you. And so I think it's just taking the time to sit down and be like, you know, I love to eat this kind of food. Okay, if you're not going to give up meat, then just buy pure meat. Well, okay, it's really expensive. So how about three meals a week is going to be with this? And maybe try limiting mil- uh, not eating meat one day a week. You know what I mean? So what you're... Cons- is I think educating yourself through whether it's documentaries or books on like what you are choosing to partake in the global impact it's having and if you have children what are you leaving your children with and I think that um and the best you can not to carry the shame or guilt like you are doing the best you can with the knowledge you have and when you choose to open yourself up and take on new knowledge take it on at a place where you can actually um partake in the responsibility to change what you were doing and I think it's all again a growth mindset with compassion I
1: agree I think two thoughts when you were talking kind of came up in my mind one would be like so I know that I get overwhelmed kind of easily these days because there's like so many things you know like we all want to do there's so many things we can do like all these things what would you say to like someone you know I mean good to say like start small right we all want to start small baby steps but how would you kind of like oh hi (laughs) how would you maybe um I guess encourage someone to not feel overwhelmed when there is change happening or when they do want to change how would you maybe um help them prioritize that change in their life and be okay with it and the baby steps
2: Um, the first thing that came to mind was, um, the workbook by Daniel Laporte called the desire map. And it's, it's changing your mindset to how do I want to feel if I want to feel healthier and you're not attached to this, the weight on your scale, you just want to feel healthier. Here are the steps I'm going to take to feel this way. And when you feel it, you're going to be like, Oh my God, what have I been doing all along? Just by drinking a little bit of water with lemon in it, I feel so much more better. And then taking that as the, your your course of action, because it comes from a place of like, you can connect to the feeling. If you're all about why well, just want to lose weight and be healthier, and you're doing all the things, and you're not seeing your weight drop, you're not attached to this feeling. And also, I think in this day in society, or, you know, maybe the last 5-10 years, we've kind of had this, you know, the sacrifice and not tapped into our feelings and I'm saying tap back into your feelings and saying what you want to feel as a result of this change you want to make and let that be your again compassionate driving force because there's no perfection you're gonna have hard weeks and hard days and you're gonna stop and get a Carl's Jr. whatever people love you know
0: (laughs) I think that's so good I such good such good information because I think that many people especially when you are getting into the health and wellness space and you learn all these things I mean I know for me it's like I'm always like okay I can't have this I can't have that oh that's that's has that toxin you know once you know about it all it's kind of like it's almost harder I feel like Mm -hmm. once you know all the information it's almost harder to do all that because you're like well no 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 no, I can't get that product and then if you do I know I feel a lot of guilt around stuff because I'm like well I, I don't have time to make this product or go out and get that. So I'm just going to get this for right now. And I'm and so I think that it's really good. Like you said, like we all, I we all have those moments where whether it's, I mean, like you said, the Carl's Jr. moment or whatever it is, you know, but yeah. it's about being able to come back and reel it in and when you can and. Um, come back to that place but knowing how to come back to that place too and just know like okay you went out you did that that's great next time you have the tools now to come back and make a better choice next time but it's okay if you made
1: a different choice so I think it's all about the now like honestly um like that's what I struggle with the most is being in the now and just like you know mindset wise as long as you come back to like your now feelings it's okay this is what's happening right now. Sure, anything and everything could be better, right? In every circumstance, but this is the now, be happy, be positive, be okay with it, accept it, accept how you're feeling, kind of like you said. And then another thing is too, I was thinking about this, when you and I first like hung out, you like asked some really good questions just about like, as a friend, like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How do you feel about this? Uh, this is what I see in this kind of thing. So I think, like, another thing is, to not only acknowledging what you're feeling in the now, but surrounding yourself with people that understand that, too, and will, like, call you out on situations, will highlight things that they're seeing. Because I feel like if we get so sucked into, like, our current mindset and situation, sometimes we, like, don't see everything, I think, too. hmm Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So sharing, I guess, too. Right. No, I think that's good. No, I think that's good. Um,
0: I think I want to switch things a little bit off of mindset, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, my mind's going a million miles an hour. I right know. Now. Morgan <laughs> is just
0: like thinking. She's like, has all
1: these different things,
0: all this mindset <laughs> talk has got her mind going. Oh, yeah. um, so I was wondering if we can switch things a little bit and talk about oils, because that's an area you really specialize in. And at least for my own benefit. And I'm sure other people will be interested yeah. in too. So, where, what, I mean, I know for myself, like, where do I even start? I have a couple, but like, where, where do we start? And well, you said, why too? And why? Yeah, let's start with why. Why should someone use essential oils?
2: Wow. Yeah, those are all really good questions. Yeah. Why <laughs> is, why is I think that we, our bodies are so much like, Plants and what we are extracting to create essential oils—it's like the the nectar of the plant. That's like the most healing part of the plant. That if the plant gets hurt or you know cut or the leaf gets cut, that's what we're extracting as the essential oil is what's going in to repair the plant. Which that's how it works in our body. And I think it's power. Scent is so powerful. Scent is the quickest way to impact the brain, which. Um, when you start looking at, wow, I feel this specific way mood wise, or I'm feeling that you can smell something. And that is the quickest thing to have the impact to the brain. So there's just that aspect. Then, um, frankincense is one of those oils that I think everybody should have, no matter if that's the only oil you're going to have is because it crosses the blood brain barrier. (laughs) When you think of things that cross the blood brain barrier, think of, vaccines and chemotherapy these very powerful things now this has the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier and really heal and support your body in a very nourishing way and you have to be so compliant with how you talk but think of some of the greatest things that are taking people's lives right now um this has the ability to come in and really support their bodies in that way
0: great what would you use frankincense for like um what are some some something someone need to use it for?
2: Um, definitely, you know, skin with like aging, you know, cellular health, someone that has a history of like Alzheimer's, they should be taking a drop under their tongue, um, every single day migraines. And it's really great with like inflammation and that like anyone's ever had a migraine that like staticky, like electric feeling, it'll kind of come in and, you know, support your body in that way. Um, immunity and literally just overall health, like a lot of, um, and I'm a huge advocate on quality of oils. So I personally choose doTERRA because the way that they're tested, um, and the way that they're getting their oils from like third world countries and supporting in that way. So whenever I talk about oils, um, I'm not saying like you can, you know, DoTerra's. is, I think let's see, it's like $70, I believe, wholesale for the frankincense. And you can go and get it for $20 at natural grocers. So quality is going to be is going to give you a different, you know, result, just like a lot of the things that we're
0: talking about. That's what I was kind of also wondering about quality of oils, like you said, because Mm -hmm. you do see those at like, natural grocers or, you know, the different health food stores, and you see them everywhere. And they are significantly less expensive than the ones you would find online and what would you say like why what are some of the reasons and maybe there's only one reason I don't know but as to why maybe we should be buying them from like doTERRA or another um higher quality company like that
2: well i would just think like follow the trail like you know i know that specifically doTERRA um We are growing and harvesting the oils and where they indigenously grow. So yeah, someone can be like, oh, you know, because you go to the Saturday market in Portland, they're like, oh, in my greenhouse, I grew lavender. It's like the pH of the soil, the rainfall, all of that. You're not going to get all the medicinal properties. So when I'm talking about, you know, we go to um, Africa and get our frankincense and someone's saying, well, they got it from... You know, someplace up in the woods in Portland, it's going to have very different components in the molecular and the all the different ways of how it's formed. That how I'm saying use it in this way to support your body, you're not going to get that same way. So I think that's why it's like following where it came from, testing. So many things are filled with heavy metals right now, and every single bottle um, of DoTERRA is tested to check for their heavy metals and other type of fillers pesticides. um, If you're putting that on your body, you know, your organs store and hold on to heavy metals. And so that's a huge thing where I'm like, just to be aware, because a lot of plants are being, you know, are grown from something of soil, you know? Um, So I think that's just a really big thing. And I'm a huge advocate on like, I think every product that I buy, I'm always like, how are they giving back? What are they doing with this excessive amount of money? And if you go into doTERRA's website, and I'm sure other companies' websites, there's something about giving back, but this is like above and beyond where, um, you know, whether it's microloans, helping someone start a bakery, um, they go above fair wage in their, um, their payment to these people. And when you go to like, so Vetiver comes from Haiti. Vetiver and the field of vetiver in Haiti is practically all they have left that's been passed down from generation to generation. And if more Americans keep coming in and buying what they have left, but then letting them like, here, we'll go ahead and own it as Americans, but you go ahead and run it. That's not helping the like long-term economic in the society that we're living in. So there's so many different components outside of just the quality and the smell that I look at when I'm purchasing and joining a business like you know with Doterra,
1: I love that. How do you find information on that? Would you just basically go like look up basically their website and just do the research yourself, or is there like a website that you have found, or how have you found your favorite brands?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I I've tried um, other brands before, and also you gotta like take into account oils have like. I don't know if you're familiar with like stones or even around people, there's just some different things that you can be connected to. And you're like, there's this energetic pull because everything is energy. I personally have tried many other essential oil companies and doTERRA is the one that just energetically, I'm like, yes, I love it. I've met with the founder, um, Emily Wright and talked to her and asked her questions because I am not someone that's just going to like, okay, I believe you, I go to the head people and, and ask the questions. Um, and so they have a lot of information on their website. You can go to source to you. Um, I believe it's .com or .org, and you can, everything I'm talking about, you can like paper trail it all the way back to every single oil where it's grown, the testing of it. And we do third party testing. So it's not just in our house. It's actually being sent out. And then if you really want to know, like, how oils are being tested, you can send it um, yourself into different places to be tested that's outside of any, like, name brand, you know. Um, there's a guy named Dr. Poppas, I believe is his name. And he's kind of the world-renowned, like, aromatherapist that will test and call out a lot of these different companies. So look on his stuff, too. It was pretty um, mind-blowing when you see what he's uncovering.
1: That's really interesting. Um, yeah, That's really yeah. interesting. I don't know much about oils, but that's.
0: Yeah. Well, and oils are so, I mean, I think it's the coolest thing, how, how healing they can be to people. Yes. Like, I, one thing I would love for you to share. So I recently, I get really bad, um, not often, but like tension headaches, I guess, like that start in the back of my neck. And everyone tells me oh, you need an oil for this or that. And I just get so confused. And so this is a personal thing, but I think we all can, can, all of us have had a headache. So I think we all can benefit from this. What would you say, what types of oils would you think would be a good combination for something like that? I would definitely
2: say start out by putting a drop of frankincense, like under your tongue or on your tongue and just kind of holding it and drinking at least like 32 ounces of water with it then I would have you take peppermint, um, peppermint kind of, I would like to say it excites yeah. the circulation and it kind of brings blood flow, which usually migraines are happening because of lack of blood flow and rub it into your, um, you know, wherever you said, uh, your neck Is that we you said you had the headache yeah. or your forehead, wherever it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would rub that. And there's also like, you could use deep blue or like aroma touch and just rub it in around your neck. And, um, And sometimes just stopping and laying there and asking your body, like, what are you trying to teach me or show me right now? Because a lot of these things are coming from what? Are we not stopping? Are we walking around with our shoulders all up to our neck, you know, and just do some stretches. And sometimes I'll even put on like a guided meditation and being like, okay, I'm listening to you body the same way that if your friend had a really bad back you know, or neck ache, you'd be like, let me rub it and talk to me. What's going on? Do you feel stressed? Talk to your body the same way you would talk to your best friend and offer that compassion and that openness. And like, how can I support you to yourself? And I always say like the oils are just a tool that helps us dig deeper within ourselves of what, 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 what are we really trying to say that we're not pausing
1: enough to do? That's so perfect because I was just thinking about tools literally like okay how like how can I feel like how and why are always really two good questions um, for things and you just answered one of them I was going to be like okay how can I put more mindfulness or be more mindful of the things that my body's telling me or incorporating more mindfulness into my daily life and activities. So oils are like a huge part of that for you, which is really cool to see because I see that on Facebook all the time. And it's really interesting to like learn and see from you. What would you say would be like a couple other tools that you like or use or practice to bring mindfulness into your day to day? I would say that this is the freest
2: one and it's just self-compassion, using your hands, putting them on your heart saying, I hear you, it's okay, I got this, I yes, I can hear you're overwhelmed, and like speak, because it's really, it's that wounded, there's some sort of a wound or that inner child within us that is speaking that's creating this chaos, this stress, this anxiety. And if you can stop and be like, I hear you, we've got this, and kind of call all those little worriers, those, whatever they are, kind of to a CEO meeting and be like, okay, I'm calling a meeting, We're all good. I got this. And I teach that to my kids a lot. I'm like, stop and put your hands on your heart. Like, no, I don't want to, you know, Khalil, I won't put my hand on my heart. And I'm like, no, we need to just feel the beating of your heart and feel what, you know, you're feeling. And he's like, I'm just so angry and his fists get all whatever. And then I just put my hands and open up his fists and just slightly go down them. I'm like, it's okay. That would be so overwhelming. And give yourself empathy the same way, again, you'd give your kid or your friend empathy to their situation. Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge one that um, I've been trying to embody because life is just you no know, whether you have kids or a dog or whatever it is it's stressful. There's a lot going on.
1: I love that. I uh, think oh, I think just to just to reiterate that and add on is just like yeah. like you said like to a friend showing empathy and just being like I hear you, I see you, and letting them kind of unload and letting just showing that compassion that's awesome oh yeah no I love that and I think
0: I had a question and now all of a sudden it's blanking me oh I have one so how how do you balance because I think some people are going to listen to this and be like okay she has five kids she has her own passions she you know lives this extremely healthy lifestyle all the things how does she balance it all so what are some tips like some tangible things that you could offer maybe a mom or a really, really busy working person, how they can balance like a healthy lifestyle, whether it's meal prep or whatever, some really tangible things you could offer them to help stay organized and on top of things in a healthy way. I think the biggest thing
2: is giving yourself permission that you don't have to be at all You don't have to have all the answers and it's okay to ask for help. And if your financial house allows for you to have someone come in once a month and clean your house or come in and do food prep, like prioritize that because you're worth it and your family is worth it. And, um, I, I think that's just like to really simplify it is just, is just that. And, um, a lot of the times we think we should blank so we don't do this. And I'm saying give yourself permission to pay out services to have food prep so you can be more present with your kids. Like whatever it is, fill it in and give yourself permission to do that. Because I think a lot of the time we know within us, we just don't allow ourselves to actually walk it and live it. And then instead of doing that, we start looking for a book or a five-step process to this, this, and this.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That's so I think that's so true. And I've I've told people that too, where it's like, I think we all deep down kind of know what we need to do in most situations. We almost just need someone to validate that for us. Or, you know, and so I think that's really good that you just said that. Because I think just by saying that, it can help a lot of people because it comes with, like, even with eating healthy or working out, you know, people be like, Oh, I need to read this book about how to, you know, how to stop eating junk food or whatever. And it's like, you probably know how to stop doing those things. But, like, I think, yeah, anyways,
1: <laughs> I think support and just doing it too. Just like, I feel like a lot of these decisions we hold back from like change or we just don't prioritize right or whatever um mm-hmm. I feel like prioritizing time is a huge one of them but yes. also just like being like no this is like what I want and if you don't prioritize that what you want as one of your top priorities it's not gonna you're not gonna change it's not gonna happen yeah um so I feel like that's I don't know I was going with that but <laughs> yeah no absolutely you
0: do you have to prioritize it absolutely and if it you're kind of your life is an example of what you do prioritize. You yeah,
1: know, so. exactly. Oh, I love that. Well, any more things that you want to share with our listeners, Kaylin, before you leave today? Yeah. So there's one last thing that I
2: just took um, about three or four weeks ago. I took a death doula training course.
0: Yes. I wanted to ask about that. Yes.
2: And I think that it is probably one of the m- most profound things that has shaped my life because, being able to have a plan for when I die and dying with such intention inevitably creates you to live a life of divine purpose. Mm -hmm. And that is what I believe like will be um, a huge step in like kind of like my next business adventure will be creating. So I know that all of us and probably a lot of us listening are relatively more younger, probably 40 and younger, maybe, I don't know. Probably. And we don't really think about, well, we're not old yet, so we're not going to die. And I want to create, help people create vigils, which will be like, in legacy. So you're like, like, so when I did mine with my kids or just thinking about myself with my kids, I was like, all right. You know, when my, when my girls turned 13, I have a friend that's going to take them on a trip to a third world country. After I die, if I were to die and Travis is left with my five kids, he's going to take them to India to be around the lepers that are dying left and right. So they can be amongst the beauty of like death. It's not as horrible. It is sad, but there's so much more to it, you know, and, um, my kids will have this, Place that they will lay in, that it's a huge circle that you have to walk through and they will um, it'll all be a whole bunch of fresh flowers and they will go in there and lay when they feel like they need to sense and feel my presence. So it's thinking and things like that. And then down to my legacy, like what do I want people to partake in or do to remember me? And by having all that set and emotion makes fear seem a lot less scary. And like this daunting thing, because I know that my kids' needs and what I want to instill in them is still going to happen whether or not I'm there. And you don't have to have kids to have these realizations. Or it's like, I want my girlfriends to get together the first day of spring every year and go get a beer and spread wildflowers, whatever it is. Like, that's how they're going to remember you. And to be thinking that way allows you, and that, I really actually, to be able to live your day now in the most abundant way, because you have this realization that I'm not guaranteed tomorrow or an hour from now. And that to me is, I think what nobody wants to talk about and, um, that I want to bring to life in a whole different way, which will then obviously roll into, okay, well, I want to live healthier longer if I can. So what are some changes that I can make? And then it goes into the, you know, the practical application of what we were talking about, but this um, goes in far more deeper. And even I told my parents, I'm like, I want to sit down with you guys and talk about like, do you want me to wash your body? Do you want me to go bury your body here? Because we have a lot more rights than what we really know what to do with a um, a dead body. You know, I talked to my kids about what they'd want at their funeral. So I know it's like, this is exactly what he or she would want. Mm-hmm. and the best thing I think I could have ever done with my time and my investment of
1: time was that training. That is so cool. I did not know much about death doula before hearing that, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's literally everything about like mindfulness and supporting one another and empathy and living the life that you want to live and really going for it. Absolutely. That kind of ties in everything you've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. pretty cool. I'm just kind of sitting here like mind blown just as, this is like so much good information. It's like really like making me sit here and just like think about my priorities and what I want to do and what I'm doing right now and how I want to actually like go on that change and be mindful. Yeah. I love it. So thank you so much. Oh, I forgot to before we end today, we have two questions that we ask everybody. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
0: our first question is, so what would you say you can, it can be literally anything, but what would you say or a positive words of encouragement to another woman listening to this? What would you say to her?
2: Um, it would definitely be the, give yourself the permission to whatever it is. Cause I think that we are now breaking free as women of this idea of what we should be or shouldn't be. And it's giving yourself permission that I'm like, okay, I don't have this ideal body, but I'm going to rock this bikini or oh my gosh, I'm a Christian. Can I wear a low cut back dress? It's like, yes, give yourself permission and be curious along the way. Be curious about life and less judgmental and um, know that you can live in the world of and rather than, or I'm either this or I'm that. And I'm like, no, I can be this and that. And that's something that I've, had to apply in my own life. I want to be a boss babe pursuing this and I want to be a homeschool mom. It's like, no, I can be both of them and embody both of them. And so, and the other thing is have more
1: orgasms, ladies. (laughs) Good ending. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. What does wellness mean to you?
2: Wellness means to me a place of surrender and compassion from the inside out and the wellness part is like feeding your soul, you know, rather than just your stomach. And from that will
0: come life and light. Love it. Ugh, yeah. That was so good. Such a good way to end this. So with that, we'd love to, I could, we could probably talk to you for hours, but we do have to keep this decent time for everyone. So anyways, what where can everyone find you if they wanted to connect with you, learn more about oils or mindset or just talk to you because these are so easy to talk to. Where can they find you?
2: Um, I'm definitely on I'm on Facebook, but Instagram and it's just Kaylin dot Wager.
1: Perfect. And we will link that in the show notes, too, so that everybody can go follow her. She's so fun to follow. Literally, every mm-hmm. time I see her pictures are the cutest with all of her kids and her little family yeah they're so awesome and if you ever need some boho inspo or oil tips definitely 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 go follow yeah, them. yeah. so yeah awesome. thank you friend for being on this yes, you're amazing you. and we're Beautiful. so so inspired by
0: you awesome all right we will see you later all right bye bye, bye.